Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, Ash, I found too many fun facts. So mm. I have top three and I want you... Stop looking at my computer. Well, I can't. This per- this thing's looking right back at Stop me. looking. Um, I want you to pick number one through three. Okay. Just, oh, now? Like the number? <laughs> yes. Two. Okay. Did you know that a woman once lost her wedding ring and found it 16 years later on a carrot growing in her garden? Girl. I know. A woman in Sweden lost her wedding ring while cooking Christmas 1995. She even had her floors pulled up because she was freaking out. Didn't find it until 2012 when she's gardening and the ring was around a carrot. So she was gardening when she lost it? No. They think that she was chopping vegetables and it got in a vegetable like pile and she composted and then the oh, ring. Oh, she's a gardener. But look at the picture. That compost. Look. Wow, that's weird. Isn't that weird? That's like... 16 years. Too weird. If only all my stuff just showed up again. Remember that one time I lost my ring and I cried and you found it? Yeah. I'm your garden girl. <laughs> Stop. Hey, everyone. How's hey, it going? guys. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Unsolicited Advice. I am Ashley. I'm Taryn. We're here to advise you guys. Advice. As per usual. It's funny. Like, I feel like recently I've had a few people ask, like, oh, you have a podcast. What's it about? What's your, like, go-to answer when people ask you? My go-to answer is, like, it's an advice podcast where people, did you just spill coffee on you? And my dog. Again. Guys, we're very excited. Did you get that? Um, we, <laughs> we came out with uh, our two-year anniversary march, which we already told you guys about. Yep. Um, it was available last weekend, um, and you guys killed it. You guys really showed up. We were mm-hmm. super stoked for it. Um, Taryn, during our first shoot, <laughs> spilt Celsius all down her sweatshirt. During our then, like merch the next day, shoot, because she obviously doesn't wear anything else but our advice, yeah, our, yeah. our anonymous uh, sweatshirt, mm-hmm. um, was you know at home just relaxing, spills coffee all down her sweatshirt. Luckily, mm-hmm. we have two mm-hmm. each, and now I'm gonna have to order three. And now she's gonna have to order another one because she just spilled a coffee yep. all over her second one. Anyways, Ash, I asked you a question. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> my go-to is that I have a podcast that gives advice. For anyone who writes in and asks for advice on any particular situation. Cool. Like it's an advice it's an advice podcast. Yeah. I usually I say it's like about humans. Basically like situations humans go through and then us giving our unprofessional opinions. It's about humans. It's about human life. Humans. <laughs> I love that answer. Yeah. Um, so we usually start with a tearing it up. Yes, we do. And I wanted to do one today, but Ash very forcefully told me no. 
You did one last time. It's my turn. I am so excited for this one because I think it's hilarious. Um, This one is, you know what? I don't want to say the title. I think that'll give it away. So here we go. As you guys know, Tearing It Up segment is the segment where you guys send in funny stories. And Taryn and I just get a good laugh at it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what we're doing right now. Um, This one starts off with a big, big all you know different color than the rest of the email and it says anonymous please love so, that i love that keeping you anonymous girl as i'm wearing my anonymous sweatshirt and anonymous hat okay i'm done <laughs> hi taryn and ashley my name is blank but i would like to say anonymous because this story is just too embarrassing i am a somewhat new listener but i love your podcast i am the kind of person who always finds themselves in awkward predicaments so i have been wanting to send a story for a tearing it up for a hot minute now i could not think of a good enough experience to write about until i found myself in this funny situation the other day and i knew i had to tell you guys about it oh my god also side note taryn and i mostly me, but Taryn was there for the entire thing, had a similar situation happen. And I want to know if you know what it is when I, by the end of the story. Oh, okay. 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 I was like, wait, what? (laughs) So a very short backstory. There is a family I know well, and there is a woman in this family. We'll call her Amy, who has, who has a two-year-old granddaughter that lives with her and that she cares for. I like to help Amy out by babysitting her granddaughter. So once every weekend, I pick up the little girl. I have her stay with me for the night and I drop her back off with Amy the next morning. Now to the juicy part. Amy has a boyfriend who I rarely see, but he happened to be at Amy's house one day when I showed up to pick up her granddaughter. I explained that I would drop the little girl off the next morning around 1030 because I'd have to go back to work after that. Wait, Amy is the, the grandma? Amy's the grandma. And Amy the, has the a person boyfriend. writing in is going to Amy's house to pick up the granddaughter. To pick up the okay, granddaughter okay, okay. who's going to spend the night with her Got for it. the night. And Got they it. do this every weekend. Got it. Okay. She'd have to go back to work after that. Amy says that's perfectly fine. And I leave for the night. Well, I send Amy a text the next morning, letting her know that I'm on her way, on our way to the house. I pull up to her house right on time and walk in the door with the two-year-old in my arms. Side note, Amy is almost always asleep when I show up in the mornings and I know Amy very well. So it is normal for me to walk right into her room in the morning every week, wake her up and leave the granddaughter with her. So it was not out of the ordinary when I knocked on Amy's front door and there was no response. Uh So I let myself in and headed over to Amy's room, just like I usually do. Do you side note? Do you know what story I'm talking about between the two of us? Mm -mm. Okay. Well, Well, we'll continue. It'll come to you. Okay. Keep in mind, I already told Amy what time I would be there, and I texted her when I was on my way. I expected Amy to be laying in her bed, but when I walked into her room and turned on the bedroom light, Uh I did not see just Amy. I saw her boyfriend sleeping on the bed, all caps, naked. Oh, gosh. Awkward, right? Luckily, he was lying on his stomach, so I didn't see too much, but he had no blankets on. (laughs) And not a single article of clothing. No. <laughs> Just a dude butt staring at her. Dude butt. 
I immediately turn off the light and walk out of the room. I start freaking out, trying to think of the least awkward way to handle this. I know that Amy has an older daughter that has a bedroom at Amy's house, so I decide to head to her room to see if she was home. However, before I got too far, Amy walked out of the bedroom, acting as if nothing had happened. (laughs) I hand over the granddaughter and instantly say my goodbyes. It was the kind of moment where it was obvious that we both knew what had just happened, but neither of us really wanted to talk about it. (laughs) I leave Amy's house in total embarrassment, even though Amy's boyfriend is probably the one who should be more embarrassed, not me. But I cannot help myself from feeling awkward about the whole situation. What is even worse is that I left in such a hurry that I forgot to take the little girl's car seat out of my car. So I had to go back to their house after I left, but I was too embarrassed to walk in. So I just left the car seat on the porch. (laughs) I have been so embarrassed about this. I have not been able to tell anyone, but I also can't stop thinking about it. I felt like I needed to make it into a funny situation rather than an embarrassing one. So I knew that telling you would make me feel a whole lot less awkward. Anyways, thanks for letting me tell you this crazy story. Hope you have an amazing day. P.S. I do not know how I'm ever going to go back to Amy's house to pick up the granddaughter or how I will ever face her boyfriend again. Oh my gosh. But I guess we will have to cross that bridge when we get there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait. She's going to have to literally like go back to the house to pick up the granddaughter and oh, yeah. see him. Oh yeah. Like you're just going to have to be like, yeah. see you're keeping it tight, Brad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what else are you supposed to do? Can you think of the story I'm thinking about? I th- okay. Is it have to do with the wedding? Yes. <laughs> Guys. It's so funny. Wait, can I tell my perspective before <laughs> and you tell, tell yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So me and Ash, Ash was in a wedding and she was like, hey, do you want to come as my plus one? She was like, warning, like I'm in the wedding, so I won't be able to spend a lot of time with you and it's really far. And I've me being me, I'm like, sure. I was like, heads up. You, it might be lonely. It was. It might be awkward. It was. <laughs> um, so we drive all the way there. And for some reason we had to leave later. So it was like pitch black. Everyone's asleep. The bride gave us directions on like how to get in the room. Well, it was in it's this like slow, like San yeah, Luis Obispo area, which is a good four hour drive. I could not tell you. I I'm think it's a numbers. good four hour drive for me. But from LA. it was like this old school like house like everything creaked it was actually pretty terrifying by the time we got in the room we were kind of all like the lights the none of the i'm sure yeah. it was gorgeous yeah or it was because we saw it during the day yeah but like so scary. we lay down in the bed and then ash was like i have to pee so she gets up and goes and then comes back like pretty soon after with like the widest eyes i've ever seen and was just like freaking out and i was like Oh my God, you saw a ghost. Like I was freaking out. But what really happened, Ash? <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to correct one thing. We actually had just gotten there and I went to close the door because our door we had left the door open. So I'm going to close the door and I must have made like a lot of noise or something like that. Um, but the door was kind of like heavy. And so I was going to close it and I hear a noise And I like look up and there is a complete stranger, male, (laughs) butt ass naked, staring at me. And again, I really want to preface that this house is scary. Mm -hmm. 
there's at least eight like bedrooms. Yeah. Because the entire bridal party is like staying there. And <laughs> this guy who's significantly older than me, not grandpa, but like older. Yeah. It's 60s maybe sitting, just standing there looking at me. We have a good, a solid like three Mississippi like eye contact situation. (laughs) And then he runs back in his room and and closes the door. And I sat there appalled. Yeah. She was super faced. I looked disheveled. I walk into the room and I was just like shocked because I'm like one wasn't expecting that. I'm dead tired. I just want to go to bed Two who was this person and am I going to have to see them tomorrow? Also, if you think about it, we really don't see like naked men. You see naked women all the freaking time. Like yeah. every movie, there's billboards where there's little to none also, left I'm to the imagination. Say, the female body is gorgeous. But I'm just saying in general, like see if I were to see a naked girl, I'd be like, oh, that's awkward. Sorry. And I'd walk in. Yeah. But like a full blown naked man. Yeah, like, like you fully, don't see like frontal, often. like not, yeah. not, you know, not laying on his stomach. Just yeah, <laughs> like just so I, you know, it all and hang out. me, I, me and Taryn laugh and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, maybe I'll have to see that guy again. Fun fact about me. I am always, doesn't matter where I go. One of the first people to wake up, go downstairs and get a cup of coffee. It's in my nature. It's in my blood. I can't mm-hmm. get away from it. So I wake up first thing in the morning. I go put my sweatpants on, whatever, and I go downstairs to the kitchen to make a cup of coffee. And guess who's there? Guess who's the only naked person man. in the kitchen? Yep. Guess who made the pot of coffee? Naked man. Yep. And I had to sit there and have casual conversation yep. with a guy who I had seen everything. Yep. And it was awkward. It was great. But we got through it. And that's life, folks. <laughs> I couldn't wait to have him point it out the next day. I was like, which one is he? <laughs> Let's get, you know, onto the meat of our podcast. The juicy stuff. The juicy stuff. So I will go first. Um, What if I want to go first? Too bad. Um, (laughs) So my story is titled Interview or Personality Attack. Oh, shoot. Interesting. And, you know, this is just a friendly reminder. We love the, like, specific random life situations. We, do. we get so much of like the love stuff, which like I am self-titled a love doctor. So like, I love it <laughs> because I might as well use it, you know, yeah, my knowledge because I'm not using it on myself. But when I find a man, y'all, he's not ready out. We he's will not be ready. The healthiest couple you ever did see. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, but work stuff, random I ran into someone naked stuff all that stuff we love it okay hey ladies how are you both truly I loved this and I'm going to answer that I had a horrible day and I am not in like the best mood but like this has made me feel so much better Mm -hmm. and like it's cool because I've always been able to like compartmentalize of where I know that like I'm not quote unquote okay right now but I also am like so invested in like our podcast and like Mm. you guys that it's like I'm able to like fully dive into this you know but I love that you asked that and I think I think like I was stressed today I felt extra like lonely today do you ever have those days where like no one asks you like 
how you were yeah. or like what your day was. And like, you feel extra, like, is anyone wondering about me? You know what I mean? I had one of those days and I was just like stressed doing my taxes. So Oof. genuine answer. Taxes. I'm not great, but like, I'm okay. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. What about you, Ash? Uh, today was hard. Today was really busy and nothing went my way. And I lost something that I, that was really important. I'm still not sure where it is and what? it's fine. We'll, I'll tell you later. Oh, no. <laughs> so it was a stressful day too. And, uh, I had a glass of wine early. Ash. <laughs> I was like, is it five? <laughs> and then I looked, Lexi was working with me and I was like, it's five. We're if just you're watching, casually holding hands right now. Five seconds of eye contact. Yeah, it was a very stressful, very stressful day, but it's fine. Grounded. We survived. We did. We're here with you guys. We are here. And that's all that matters. And honestly, I when we read these stories, I genuinely this is the type of movie watcher I am too. Like Ash has made fun of me before because she'll try to talk to me and I'm just so into the remember like my apartment used to be like, God Taryn, like I'm talking to you. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. No, you don't. No, I don't. Oh my God. I'm so Are we sorry. Friends? Get I'm out. so sorry. Get out. Don't I look at me. I need five seconds mind. away from you. <laughs> she she stares at me. Yes. <laughs> get out. Anyways. Anyways, I get so into stuff. So this is great because I haven't thought about my bad day until you asked. But I wanted to give you a genuine answer because we all need to give genuine answers to how are you. Right? Mm-hmm. Agreed. Thousand percent. Let's start a movement. Okay. <laughs> Poor people who ask us. <laughs> Next guy. How are you? You know what, sir? I'm horrible. <laughs> My taxes were stressful. Okay. Anyways, I would like to be kept anonymous. I am a high school student from South Florida and an Enneagram three through and through. Through and through, baby. Do you want to give like a five second three? Yeah. Um, I live with an Enneagram three. She's yes, my sister do. and she is... One of the most driven people I know. She's one of the hardest workers I know. It's all she does. It's what she lives, eats, and breathes. She doesn't give herself enough credit for how much work that she does, but she also doesn't give herself enough time to focus on herself because she's so focused on success and doing work well. Mm -hmm. So because of that, a lot of her like personal life will Mm -hmm. get pushed aside a lot of the time and she won't take care of herself. Yeah. But she can learn to do that, but it's really hard. Because there's no immediate, like, successful outcome that can come from it. Yeah. Like, like almost, she'd rather check something off of her to-do list. Yes. It gives her more of so a... So, until, like, your motivation for doing something for yourself becomes a very tangible, mm-hmm. oh, I would be winning, almost, if, yeah. like, I did this, then it's hard yeah. to focus on it. Yeah. Like, like uh, self-help, uh, uh, doing things just for fun mm-hmm. is really hard for her to do because why? Yeah. You can't make money from it. Yeah. You can't, you know, build your career off of it. Yeah. And there's there's no like scratching it off your to-do list. Oh, if totally. you're trying to like do something for you, it's simply for the fact of doing something for yes. you. She feels like she could spend her time much better. Yes. There we go. So we still eventually are going to have an Enneagram episode. But yeah. I wanted to explain this because I feel like it gave me a much better understanding of her yeah. in her story. So all of you, same page, moving forward. I've been binge listening to your podcast lately after watching your YouTube videos for years. And I love how authentic you two are. So my story begins with an interview. 
My first one ever, actually. I applied for this internship recently, and to be completely honest, the work wasn't something that sounded super appealing to me. I was more so hoping to get it so I could put it on my college application. In parentheses, she puts, ugh, I hate saying that. I'd love to know your thoughts on this dynamic. I'm going to be honest. I feel like, okay, so like, I don't know if you guys know this, but like I'm kind of (laughs) old in my 30s. And I feel like when I was applying for colleges, the pressure was totally different than like what kids now have to experience like it was I feel like there's so much I feel like as years go and education continues and people like colleges keep just like building their reputations the standards keep getting pushed higher and higher and now it's more about what do you have that brings a uniqueness that the college could use to explain themselves so they're looking for which is great different ethnicities different like life stories things life stories like that was so much more it's so much more a thing now than I feel like it was with me so while I personally didn't experience that as much of being like oh I should do this extracurricular thing to put on my application I completely understand it and I know I can tell you're annoyed by that but I also think like it's okay to do that as a strategy Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. anyways um Okay, because of that mindset, I think I seriously jinxed myself. I joined the Zoom call all hyped up, thinking the interview would be a breeze, maybe 20 minutes in length. Yeah, nope. The man who was interviewing me was nice-ish and asked what I can only assume are the typical questions, you know, work ethic, time management, etc. But I, being naturally sensitive, somehow thought every single question was a blow to my character. By the end of the call, my throat had closed up, my eyes were all glassy, and any human would be able to tell that I was choking back tears with all the restraint I had. Nothing is worse. Oh, I agree with this statement so much. Nothing is worse than crying in front of a stranger, especially the person who decides your future. I couldn't even voice my goodbyes or thank yous. I just gave an embarrassing head nod at the end of the call and left. Now, I know that after that experience, I won't get the position, so feel free to laugh at my interview gone wrong story. (laughs) But I have to know, do other people get this way during interviews? Given that this was my first one and it didn't really matter as much to me as, say, a college or future job interview will, I'm trying not to worry, but I'm worried it will happen again when it matters. I'm always told not to conceal emotions, especially as an Enneagram 3 and a Virgo. So I want to fix this cry at everything behavior without sacrificing everyday authenticity. Do you have any advice for me on how to approach this? Thanks again so much, XO Anonymous. Oof. uh, I loved this, not that you went through this, Mm -mm. but I love that, first of all, you're using this experience to write in because guaranteed, especially now, I feel Mm -hmm. like I've heard so many people looking for jobs recently. Oh. Haven't you? Yes. Because like- A lot of people were laid off during COVID. I was too. And if you didn't get back that job that you had, now it's like go time of trying to interview. And so I think this is a great like practical one we can talk about. Yeah. Um, Do you want to share first, like what's your like most memorable interview experience? Um, 
so I've had a handful of jobs in my life, which means I've had a handful of interviews mm-hmm. in my life. Um, I've also had a lot of, I've worked with a lot of brands now that I've got like, that my YouTube career kind of like took off, um, which in a roundabout way is an interview. Um, I will tell you the best interview I ever had in my life though. And you'll understand why I'm talking about this. <laughs> One of my friends, I had a job. I had two jobs actually. Mm-hmm. And this was like back when I had just graduated high school, which by the way, college wasn't even an option for me. So I didn't even worry about internships because <laughs> one, a girl was a terrible student. Two, girl had no money. So mm-hmm. that wasn't an option. So I went straight to work and I had um, two jobs at the time. She did go to college. So. I did. I graduated. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. got a degree. I was like, that sounded very like college wasn't an option. <laughs> I'm shocked, just as shocked as you are. I got you. Um, but at the time I was probably... Nah, like 19, like mm-hmm. fresh out of high school. I was 18 or 19. I had two jobs and I was teaching drum students and a friend of mine in town, a new hotel was opening. So a friend of mine went to go to an interview and was like, Hey, can you come with me? I'm nervous. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. She was working at this or she was trying to apply to this brand new hotel. I went on behalf of my friend. I was my friend's wingman. I was supposed to go with her, sit there quietly and support her and help her fill out her application and then leave. I ended up talking to this guy and we had the best conversation and he was like, hey, what like position are you applying for? I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm not. I'm just here for my friend. She's applying. And he was like, you're not applying? And I was like, no. And he was like, you should. I was chatting with the manager. I had no idea. And because I wasn't going for myself and because I wasn't trying to like Mm -hmm. schmooze anyone or come off a certain way, he literally handed me an application and said, the job's yours if you want it. I love that, Ash. But did your friend get a job too? No. Oh, (laughs) Are you, were you still friends after that? She didn't get the job. Yeah, we're still, (laughs) we're still friends, but I didn't, that was, that's not a great situation that I just realized how that went down and that's not cool, but everyone's sitting there going, <laughs> dang, Ash, oh shoot, that sounds horrible, um, but, back. <laughs> but I ended up working in hotels for four years and it got me through college, mm-hmm. genuinely, and it's such a weird coincidence or I, in my head, I don't believe it's a coincidence. The reason I got it was because I had my guard down. I wasn't scared. I wasn't nervous. Yes. I wasn't trying to be someone I wasn't. I was just sitting there and joking around with the guy Yeah. because it was like a full room of people applying. And he genuinely was like, you have the best personality. You should work front desk. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I think that's such a, I mean, that's one of the points I was going to bring up later too, mm-hmm. is like everyone has qualifications. Like everyone does. And it's so, if you look at people who are hired, a lot of times it's because they saw something that was personality wise that Mm -hmm. shone through when it comes down to like choosing between someone. So I think that's one of the things is sometimes we get so focused on answering questions that we forget like to put in us personally in it. Or appearing, and I, I do, I do think there has to be a level of, um, professionalism yes I feel like a lot of people put on this this extreme professional version of themselves they become like robotic and it's like it becomes Mm -hmm. fake it comes off fake or it can easily come off fake and you have to be careful of that because you want that whole aspect like the internship that you were talking about of of what's different about you that can only be shown through your personality yeah and if you're not showing that and you're saying a lot of like yeses to just make them feel like you're the right person then yeah. You know, no, they fully. don't get a sense of who you are. 
I'm going to do something because I love you all. I'm going to share one of the lowest moments in my life. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) this moment made me question my entire existence. (laughs) And I was so embarrassed about that. I don't think I told anyone this for like ever, but now I'm such a like, I just tell everyone everything. So I'm sharing this because I think there is something that we tie to jobs any type of interview, job, a con- like anything we're trying to get. And if we're told no, rejection. Mm. Basically. Yep. Wow. Took me a minute. Got there. <laughs> rejection. We sometimes take it as such a personal reflection. Mm-hmm. And really like there's so many other things going on yep. that we'll never know about. Yep. And it's kind of like the whole, we talked about this before with like guys and girls, right? Mm-hmm. Like I will look at a group of 10 guys And maybe I don't find a certain guy attractive, but like Ash finds him attractive and it's nothing right or wrong with that guy. It's just, he wasn't the right fit for like whatever in my childhood formed what I view attractive in a male. Right. Mm -hmm. And in Ash it was, so it's nothing personal. It just is like whatever happened to like fit into what someone's looking for. So when I was out of college, I was trying to find a job that was like, I was like, I just need to get a quick job before I go into my master's program, Mm -hmm. which I didn't long story. Um, so I literally just went and I was like, you know, um, my friend works at Chili's, like, I'm just going to go apply at Chili's and like, just get it. I know I'll get it. So like, I'll just do the waitressing thing for a couple years while I'm getting into my master's program. So I went, I was dressed all cute. I went and filled out my application. And it's like, by this point, I was like, I had been a teacher. I had been an office administrator. I'm like, oh, like, here's my degree, like blah, 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 right? I fill this thing out. I sit and I have this great interview with this guy. I'm sitting there just like looking around like, okay, like this restaurant looks cool. The guy comes back and he goes, so we've reviewed your your, your application and we want to thank you for coming in, but you're just not Chili's material. Girl. Uh, <laughs> I looked at him and I said, what? What is and Chili's said, material? You're not Chili's material. And I said, okay. And I literally walked out laughing till I got to my car and then I cried because I was like, <laughs> Chili's doesn't want me. Like, what is it? How am you I You are not, not Chili's, Chili's material. material. Like, I literally he could have worded that so differently. Anything would have been better but than I'm without. glad he was like, here is a big fat side of embarrassment, Taryn. Because for me, it made me feel so like ashamed and like whatever. Mm. Not I've been a waitress. That job is so people do not give you enough credit. I am mm. not trying to bash that career. People get weird all, with their food. All. Oh my gosh, Mm-mm. it's terrible. Mm-mm. But I'm just saying like in my eyes, I was overqualified. And then for someone to tell me like, no, mm-hmm. I was, I took it so personally to the point where I was like doubting like, oh, well, I'm not even going to be able to get a job. And like, but what am I, I'm trying to get my master's. Like I can't even get a job at Chili's. Like what am I doing with my life? And I just want to say the reason I'm sharing this is because I think sometimes we go into these situations already expecting that we're being judged we're going to get rejected and so those personal feelings become attached to what we're doing and I think that we need to just sit and be like okay this job is something I obviously want 
I'm going to do all that I can do to prep and be prepared for this interview. And I'm going to do my best and give it my all. Cause at the end of the day, that's all we should be banking anything in. Like, did I do my best and give it my all? And then if they don't say it's a good fit, then like, thank you God for like closing that door. And I will find the next one that's like open for me. Yeah. So I think if you kind of take that pressure off the next time you go in then it'll be, it'll feel a little bit not as a personal attack every question they ask because you're not going to be like, oh my God, like, you know what I mean? Like, cause she said like all these normal questions, she was like starting to cry because she felt attacked. And, and it's because we, we do, we tie our personal feelings to so much in life that really is just not personal. Yeah. It's not, it's not personal. It's business. It's business. It's not a confrontation. It's a conversation. conversation. Add it to the list of our Add quotes. Add it to our quotes list. Um, but I did find this like tips thing that I thought we could just, you know, all you interviewees mm. can just spout some out. Yeah. So start by researching the company and your interviewers. Mm-hmm. Good one. Great one. Practice your answers to common interview questions. I loved that one because you're right. The questions you... um listed in your email are typical ones, but literally you can Google top interview questions and there's a huge list. Mm -hmm. So I would like sit with your family or friends and just be like, Hey, like let's practice an interview and like, just ask me these questions. Let's get through the whole interview. And I would love to hear your critique afterwards. You know, I interviewed a few people recently. I was the interviewer. (laughs) And the first thing I did was interview questions. Google search popped it up. I was like, done. Here we go. What were you looking for in your interview? What stood out to you? Ooh, this is fun. Ah, Love this. So this is my, one of my, like, I've hardly ever interviewed people. I've only done it a couple times before, but I've done it a handful of times recently. And for all of them, I was looking for, um, it's hard because as the interviewer, I'm guiding the conversation, but I loved when they kind of just like, not took over, but were like, really holding their own. There was no awkward conversations where they were waiting for me to ask the next question. Um, if the conversation was just flowing really easily, kind of similar to a date, like mm-hmm. if there was no, okay, what should I ask next? It just kind of flowed into the, yeah. I'd be like, okay, awesome. Like, well, what do you think about this? Yeah. Um, I loved that because I'm looking for someone who is a little more initiative. Takes initiative. initiative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say that was one of the things I read was like, Remember, an interview is a two-way conversation, Mm -hmm. and you can even Google good questions to ask your interviewers, and there was good ones that were like, um, you know, if a collaboration happens between departments, like, how does that take place? Like, like if I were interviewing and someone asked me that, I'd be like, oh, shoot. Well, (laughs) you know, I had, um, I, we, I did just hire someone, and one of the reasons I hired her was because the I was explaining the position. I was asking her a bunch of questions and she was giving me the answers and we were getting along really well. Um, and then she asked me a question about the position and like what I had going for that position already. And I didn't have it ready. And I sat there and I was like, I need you. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I was like, Oh, I should have that. And she's like, yeah, you should have that in play already. And I was like, done yeah I like you you sound great Mm -hmm. so um yeah just like the assertiveness she wasn't rude yes 
she didn't miss, you know, like step yes. out of line or anything or make me feel dumb for not having it ready. But she yes. was like, oh, you definitely want to get started on that. Mm-hmm. Like whoever p- fills the position is going to need that right yeah. away. And I was like, and clarifying okay. questions. Yeah. Like those are all so good. I'll say, can I throw in a tip? Yeah. Ash. I, when I get excited, it could be on a date. It could be during speech class. Uh, speech class was one of the hardest things for me. I, I was, love I was great, but my knee, I would shake. Like I was so nervous. I would shake. So, um, I have a thing that I do, whether it's interviews, whether it's dates, I will sit with my hands in my lap and I will pinch the hell out of a finger because if I'm getting my energy out somewhere, Mm -hmm. I'm not shaking. Yeah. No, I think that's great. It freaking, I will, I will pinch my thumb. I'll pinch my hand, my like um, the palm of my hand, I'll like pinch it really hard. And then because my, all of my energy's there, my knees aren't shaking. Yeah. Or my, my voice isn't quivering. Yeah. It's a fun fact. Also like part of, part of interviews and part of just dealing with situations in general is there is a form of like, not fake it till you make it, but kind of yeah. like for, 100%. So like a lot of what this said is to like practice your body language. Mm-hmm. So like practicing, like everything that you do and you practice when you get in situations, it's easier to do it versus if you're just in a situation, you're like, I feel uncomfortable. Like, how do I fix my face and my body? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So practice like, okay, this is the outfit I'm going to wear. Like I'm looking at a mirror. I'm going to sit like this. How are my hands? Like, I need to shift weight every once in a while, like things like that. Um, Also practicing your filler questions for when it's quiet, things like that, you know, having your outfit all laid out the day before, having your routine of like what your morning's going to look like leading up to it. Like all of this is great steps to make sure that you're going in in your best your best version of yourself for that day. You know what I mean? Because it's nerve wracking for sure, but- you got to like, you know, mm-hmm. and then, um, the last thing I saw that was cool is just sending a personalized thank you after the interview. So, you know, an email or something that's just saying, Hey, Mr. So-and-so or Mrs. So-and-so, um, thank you so much for taking the time to interview me. Like, um, I love your company. I love what you're doing. That kind of stuff. Hope we can work together in the future. And yeah, just to like give a, like a bookend to that's your interview. Fun. So hopefully that helped you anonymous. Your question of if they're always like that, no. There's some that are more nerve-wracking than others. But I think if you go into it more prepared, detach the personal part of it and prepare yourself the best way you can. Um, I will say, like, nothing is as hard as your first interview. Yeah. Like it all gets it gets better. It gets from better. There. Yeah, totally. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get into my story, which is actually kind of short, but also like a a breath of fresh air, different topic. Ah. Like, love that. We both did the same thing. Uh, This one is titled Boyfriend Losing Weight. Hi, girls. I've been listening to your podcast for a while, and I really love listening to everything you have to say. You always make me smile, even on the heavy episodes. I always feel like I'm hanging out with my friends. (laughs) I love that so sweet we are your friends <laughs> anyway i've been seeing this guy for a few months congratulations <laughs> yes <laughs> um she elaborates <laughs> he isn't fat but he has a bit of a stomach 
Having seen older pictures, I know he's always been a little chubby. Right around the time we started talking, he was getting started on a diet. She adds nothing brutal as far as I'm concerned, but he has begun to lose a little weight. His mom is also getting a treadmill and he's mentioned that he's looking forward to working out on it. Everything seems great and healthy so far and I'm very happy and impressed by his discipline. What scares me though is that I'll have to comment on his progress progress eventually. I don't want him to feel like he is in any way better when he's thinner, for obvious reasons, but also because I genuinely like him no matter what size or weight. On the other hand, I don't want to show him how much I admire, which is a lot, the fact that he's dieting and exercising because I don't want him to feel like he has to keep doing it even when he's done. Basically, every approach feels wrong to me. (laughs) I really want to be supportive, and I feel like my opinion is one of the most important ones to him right now. Do you girls have anything to suggest? Thanks in advance for the advice. If you end up reading this on the show, hopefully it all made sense. Lots of love, Anonymous. I love this. Yes. One. I'm ready. One, I love that it's like, Mm -hmm. it's not the perspective that we normally hear from, which is normally a lot of like self-love work, but this is like, how do you encourage and support someone else who's trying to do something for them, but by at the same time, letting them know that they're perfect. Yeah. (laughs) It's a tricky, it's tricky, but I I love that you wrote this. I know like this is, I don't think I've ever read a story like this on here before, which is really cool. You know what I love? What? I love the fact that people are scared to trigger or say something offensive to curvy people nowadays. Because you know what? It it has not always been a popular thing Mm-mm. that people were tiptoeing around people because they mm-hmm. wanted them to feel supported and like yes. sexy as is. You know what I mean? Yes. So like just the fact that this is a topic just makes me so happy because we should live in a way Mm -hmm. that we question the way that we talk to people because we're being sensitive to not undermine them. So I just, I'm just happy right now. Yeah. I think what's really cool is I feel like there's so many ways you can go about this. And I agree. Like, I think at some point he's going to be like, what do you think? do I look good? You know, he's going to want to know because you're his girlfriend. Um, and I think one of the best things you can say is just kind of prefacing what you just said almost verbatim by just being like, before I give you an answer on how you look, I need to tell you and let you know that you are perfect. Mm -hmm. You are hot as hell. I'm into you now. I'll be into you later. Yeah. I've been into you from the beginning and I want to make it very clear that you're perfect. Yeah. But if you also are into how he looks, you'd be like, babe, you looking fine lately. And yeah. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Fully makes sense. I will say as someone who always has been curvier and I have gone through fluctuations with my weight, it's, it's a very hard place to be because while in one hand, when people are like, oh my God, you look so skinny. It's like, part of you is like, oh my God, thank you. But also a lot of times like, and we've talked about this before, skinny has become this adjective for, or like synonym for hot and beautiful, right? Like when people are like, oh my God, you look hot. You're looking skinny. It's always tied to that. Mm. No one goes to people and is like, oh my God, you look like you're gaining weight. You look so hot. Like never. 
ever. So it's become this thing where now if you're not skinny, you don't feel beautiful Mm -hmm. because that is what everyone's always trying to be. And so I think that when you compliment people when they're losing weight, first of all, you should dig deeper to know if that is their goal. And you should also be careful with the way you say it. Like for me, I would rather someone be like, hey, like you're glowing. You look happy. Something's different. Like tell me about what's going on in your life, you know? And then if you hear me be like, oh, like I've been like working out or, oh, I was vegan for a while, then then you can say stuff. But it shouldn't just be compliments focused on if you're skinny because mm-hmm. that is like a triggering word. Yeah. I think I think it's it's okay to comment on like how they look physically, mm-hmm. but it it's true what Taryn says, like it's the word. Yeah. Because <laughs> if it's like, oh girl, like if if I'm wearing like a low cut top and someone's like, Oh, boobs are looking fire, I'm like, yeah. hey, thanks. Or if yeah. I'm wearing a crop top and they're like, Look at that waist, I'm like, hey, thanks. But it's the word skinny. Yeah. <laughs> shapes yeah. eye twitches no seriously it. um yeah that has a very dramatic f- effect on people and guys and girls it doesn't matter yeah um we are all I think ha- have to fight this like overarching society mm-hmm. has made us feel like yeah. we have to constantly chase the skinny and yeah. the fits and the snatched and but it looks different for every trust person me, like we I've tried to but like your fit doesn't look the same as someone else's fit yeah. and um you have to be careful how you comment on that no it's I mean because I so for instance like during quarantine like I definitely was like curvier than the people I was living with and it, like around that time, it was like super like popular to be like, ooh, skinny, like constantly. That was like the verbiage. And I'm not joking. Like it always bothered me because mm-hmm. I was just like, why is like skinny? Like now just that word alone means, oh my God, you look so hot. It'd be like, ooh, skinny. Like that's what people were commenting on people's pages. It was like the compliment that people would give. And so what ends up happening is because everyone's focus is on either telling someone like, oh my God, you look hot and skinny, like constantly people who aren't skinny don't get complimented. (laughs) Like it's just, it's just a matter of a fact. Like you walk in a room and people don't always say like, oh my God, like anything complimentary about your body. And so that is where I think we need to be careful to make sure that we're complimenting people because they look happy. Like they look like they are just shining in their outfit or their hair or whatever they did instead of just always, oh my gosh, you look like you've been losing weight. You look skinny because I might not be, that might not be my goal. And that doesn't mean I'm any less deserving of someone complimenting me on who I am or what my body looks like. Yeah. And then obviously if you have a friend who has shared with you that they are on a weight loss journey, then it is okay to Mm -hmm. be like, Hey, you're, you're, you're looking good. You're looking fit. Have you lost weight? But you already know the story behind that exactly, which is where like digging for extra information. Yes. So this is specifically like her anonymous her first time talking with him like that's why she's like nervous which I'm like I I I feel I agree with Taryn I feel and I feel like you have to like just kind of disclaimer it and just be like listen I like you yeah (laughs) I think you're gorgeous and then um yeah she said he'd already begun losing some weight so like she already knows the backstory to it so you don't have to tiptoe too much but yes 
I will say too, I guarantee like just from your language about him, like mm-hmm. you've already always been telling him like he's hot yeah, and he sexy knows. and stuff like that. Um, where it becomes triggering too is I've had people who like never complimented me. And then when I started losing weight, then we're like constantly gassing me up. And that was bothersome to me because I'm like, okay, like that obviously is the only thing that you find like encouragement worthy, you know? So like, that's where it can get triggering, but I guarantee you've already been like, whatever you already tell him, if he walks in and you're like, baby, look hot, keep saying baby, look hot. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't have to become this weird thing that you tiptoe around. And also ask him, like, I would love if I was going through something where I started losing weight, me and Ashley have had this conversation so many times where she'll just be like, what do you want my role to be in this? You know, like, do you want me to encourage you? Do you want me to like do you want me to be, be your coach? accountability? Like, what do you want me to be? So I would go to him and be like, Hey, I think that you are perfect just the way you are. And I want to be a, a part of this journey with you. So what do you want from me? Like, do you want me to like encourage you more? Do you want me to like call out when I notice something and then just preface it and say, but I want you to know, like every time I encourage you, like, I still think you were just as hot, like before there's no difference, but I want to support you in the way that you need. And people will tell you what they need, you know? Yeah. A thousand percent. I'm stoked for you. I'm stoked for him. Um, I don't think it's going to be as scary as it probably feels right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's literally, it's literally going to be nothing but encouraging him and letting him know how hot he is. <laughs> like, what a good girl. Like the fact that you're even thinking that far ahead of like wanting to make sure that you don't accidentally put some damaging words, like Super that sweet. just shows like your, your heart is in such a good place and he is lucky to have you, but yeah, bring him into the conversation, uh, you know? Yes. He's lucky to have you. Yes. Amazing. I loved this. This was this like was a great. different episode and I this was, loved This was it. a different episode and we're here for it. Here for it. Okay. Ready? For the dad joke? Always. Um, what do you call a group of killer whales playing instruments? <laughs> Orchestra. Yeah. Really? <gasps> Orchestra. Get out of here. Good I never job. get it right. Okay. Ready? What? Wait, can we bask in this for a second? Oh, yes. Bask. <sighs> If I was closer to the board, I would attempt to press. That's what it feels like. Lex, push one of the colored buttons. Just push one. Just guess. What's meant to be is meant to be. Oh! (laughs) That's right. I'm not. We're on a roll. Slightly pissed because I got it right. Never do it. Got it right. Amazing. I don't even need, I'm not even going to read another one. We're going to go out with <laughs> let's, that. Let's go I'm going to give you a moment. I feel great. Good job. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. You already know what to do. Like, rate, share, rate, review, subscribe. Did I say rate twice? Probably. It's fine. Rate us twice. You already know what to do. Um, follow us on Instagram. That's yes. where all of the action goes down. Mm-hmm. And we will talk to you guys in the next episode. Which also, will be coming soon. if you bought merch, post pics and tag us. Post pics and tag us. We're going we're gonna to repost all of